Welcome to Weird Sisters. I'm Al. And I'm Becca. This is a true crime podcast by two sisters. And while it is true crime, there will be humour and chat throughout it, and we will express our opinions. We'll do our best to be sensitive, given the material, and never intentionally be disrespectful or incorrect about facts. Hopefully you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to this week. We've got, we're trying out a new microphone. Yes. Um, it looks really professional. It's slightly, uh, yeah, intimidating. intimidating. <laughs> so hopefully the sound quality may be a bit better because I was kind of like narcissistically listening to ourselves in the car on the way home from work. And I was just like, on the, on the mobile, it sounds fine, but in the car speakers, it's a bit echoey. Yeah. It's when we become the only true crime podcast we listen to that we know it's gone too far. Yes. Like, <laughs> rain it back in. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. So hopefully, hopefully this does make a difference. Mm. And if I sound a bit breathless this week, it's, I'm not like running or anything. I've just <laughs> had some soy that I'm allergic to. So, you know, I'm a, a little bit allergic reaction slash what's yeah. it called? Anaphylactic. Yeah. But not, not serious. It's like, fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I know first aid. <laughs> so, if you're collapsing. Yeah. If the episode just cuts off, don't worry. <laughs> we'll we be ha- back next week. <laughs> we have free healthcare. It's fine. <laughs> it does come out of taxes, but not like in America. True. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things that are meant to come out of that, out of our taxes that don't seem exactly. to. We're meant to have better roads than we do have. You yeah. know, they're talking about privatising a lot of the roads now. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. Like, yep. Stop privatising everything. Have they not seen how bad it was with the trains? <laughs> anyway, this week we are doing the Panama mystery. Ooh. I know, I've heard this one done before and I just like, I was literally obsessed by it. It's such mm-hmm. a good case. So interesting. This was one of the first cases I listened to, like listening to true crime podcasts yeah. and I was like hooked. I re-listened it, to it's it. It's quite a good so. like intro because there's not like loads of gruesome mm. details or stuff. Yeah, like, it is I've a proper seen... mystery one. Yeah, it's and like, like my eldest two have like seen me researching on this one and I haven't felt like it's the mm. sort of case that I can't yeah, talk not to them like, about. Not inappropriate. Exactly, so I've been chatting to them about it and they're fascinated and I'm just like also it's quite good like you know mm. when they're older and they start going away themselves sort of to think about start thinking about safety and being conscious Mm. of that yeah i mean that there's one bit later on where we'll talk about a um foot that was discovered which Mm. my middle child is absolutely obsessed with she keeps on asking to see the picture of it okay that's (laughs) jesus and she can remember all the details of this case so if i did die or become incapacitated from my breathing she could like literally yeah, take over she can take over just like yeah. come on sit in the chair get the notes <laughs> exactly <laughs> she can read now she's like eight she wouldn't really need the notes no, no yeah she's just like just she knows it. this yeah <laughs> slightly concerned by her fascination <laughs> this early on this is why we can talk to her about cases as she gets older and be like this is bad yeah <laughs> she is does not- get that bless her <laughs> with everything going on in ukraine at the moment her ballet teacher mm. is from ukraine Oh. And she's been so worried about um, her ballet teacher's family oh, that's still her. over there. God. And um, we heard from her this morning, because she was meant to have ballet this morning, but it was cancelled because um, her ballet teacher's over in Romania. Um, mm-hmm. She's managed to get her family out of Kiev. Mm. So in the middle and bless her, she was just so happy and relieved and just can't stop Aww. talking about how they're safe now. And... That's so sweet. Yeah, I know. She's because she's been so yeah. worried, right? So it's really sweet. Yeah. She always kind of takes me by surprise with how sensitive she 
is underneath I everything. I think she's like me. She's mm. got like this really tough exterior with dark humour <laughs> as like a defensive coping mechanism. Yeah. And then underneath she's just like so soft and squishy. Yeah. Whereas me and your eldest are just like marshmallow people. Yeah, like literally <laughs> <laughs> candy floss people who dissolve in tears. <laughs> There's no outer shell on you at all. No. You're like, you know those, you can now get the um, Skittles that have no shell. Oh, yeah. We are the... <laughs> you're, you're the shell of Skittles, and me and my middle one oh, are the, are the nothing actual but shell. Skittles. <laughs> the no, tiny little yeah. nugget of nougat in the middle. <laughs> Just very well protected. Yeah. So, anyway, this case, as I said, Panama Mystery. So it's Chris Crammers and Lisanne Froome. Um, and they were both from the Netherlands, so they're both Dutch. Um, and probably pronounced differently to crammers or did you look that up what, it just doesn't he... sound very Dutch crammers I'm sorry I'd be like Kramers or something okay it's probably Chris Kramers I don't do Dutch like, or... no <laughs> me neither to be fair I've been to Amsterdam anyway I'm Amsterdam called... once, but... I don't want to get it wrong so I'll call her Chris throughout yeah. the rest of this podcast that makes sense yeah <laughs> um chris was 21 and lisanne was 22 that's a pretty name lisanne i know it's really yeah. pretty it's it's like yeah yeah i really like it it's like subtly different to mm. lisanne and stuff yeah it's just really pretty um and yeah they like were really good friends that like graduated uni mm. together and stuff oh. um they've done different courses um, Chris did a degree in cultural social education, which sounds okay. very... Um, that does sound yeah. quite intele- intellectual. Yeah. Um, I don't... Hmm. And then Lasanne did her degree in applied sciences. Okay, so they're both clever clogs and I don't feel but like I fit in. Seem like very different subjects, but both mm. like very academic. Yes, very involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they'd obviously finished their degrees um, and they then had planned to take this trip to Panama, like, as, mm. like, for finishing their degrees, like, you know how you do? I am going to sound very thick, and I'm worried that I'm going to make you sound dumb, too. Oh, no. Where is Panama? Okay, it's <laughs> on the border of Costa Rica. Uh, oh, so you're going to be going right near there yeah. for your honeymoon. Oh, exactly. Awesome. I was so excited. Like, Oh, be careful. Don't. God. We'll come to it later, oh, but no. I'll briefly cover it now. So I've been like looking up all the pictures and everything like this, mm. and oh my god, it's like paradise! Oh. I cannot wait. It makes me so excited for Costa Rica. But where they were walking, the trail that they're walking actually took them to pretty much the border no. between Panama and Costa Rica. Oh my god! So you could like walk there on your honeymoon. I don't think we will be. <laughs> no, luckily. we do go to a cloud forest, and obviously this happens. Oh, that's amazing! Forest. But obviously, my elder two they know about this case we told them it's near costa rica and they're just like don't you go on any trips on your own no we won't we're with a group at least they were worried rather than like "Ooh, we (laughs) take over the podcast so yeah i do actually know where this is despite you normally being shit at job yeah (laughs) all it makes me think of is panama hats and i don't know if they're even from panama Panama they're like those kind of like canvas hats you mean a bucket hat no, like they've got so sort of like the brim and oh, yeah. I love those. Oh, I need to get but one I for my honeymoon. Thing, I don't know if that's even to do with. I don't know. Are there? Is there? More? I'm sounding so dumb. I'm intelligent, guys. Were, I did an MA in English, but the not ones geography. That are a bit like a cowboy hat, but not. Yeah, I love those. I, I should get on for my honeymoon. <laughs> it's got like a pink straw hat at the moment yeah. that looks like it's from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, you look like um. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swan. Swan, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I need more than one hat. L to take. Swan. <laughs> yes. 
So anyway, um, <laughs> this trip to Panama, very close to where my honeymoon is mm. going to be. Is, Which um, you didn't even plan because of true crime. I so, know. Yeah. I wanted, we were originally thinking Mexico, but then um, that my husband... That would have been definitely you getting involved in true crime. <laughs> yeah, and my husband was a bit like... Because I wanted to go and look at like all the um like ziggurats and stuff oh, like that. That would be amazing. Yeah, but he was a bit like, yeah, they did human sacrifices. I don't think that's a bit morbid for a honeymoon. See, I disagree entirely. I was just like, me. bring some life and love to the place. Yeah, and I, mean, I but, think history is just so fascinating. I'm always there for it. But I'm so excited for Costa Rica, and we are going to go to Mexico, just not as a honeymoon. Ah, uh, okay, cool. So. Um, the trip to Panama that um, Chris and Lisanne were doing was like a mix of holiday and volunteering, like to learn oh, nice. Spanish while volunteering at the local school. So like, do you remember, they're not as popular now, but like back when we were at uni, people would like do these a lot, like in gap mm. years or just after yeah. they finished. Yeah, like you'd go definitely. and like do some. Go and build like an elephant Humanitarian enclosure. Yeah, work and then build a yeah. sort of school for kids in Kenya, yeah. things like that. So that's what they were I'm, going to I do. I nearly did that. So did I. I nearly, because my friend Leah is from Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. we nearly both went together to to Zimbabwe to a, like, do a horse ranch kind of thing and help um, with conserving animals, like, on the horses. I'm not sure how good I would be because I love Mm. going to hot countries and the heat. Mm. But I don't like having to actually do anything. (laughs) <laughs> when I'm there like as long as I can just lie if I need to and I feel like if I was building a ranch I wouldn't get to just lie down in the shade <laughs> <laughs> yeah no probably not <laughs> no I'd just be like go back home you shit yeah leave please uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the sign and Chris didn't have to leave um on the 1st of March, uh, this happened in 2014. So 1st of March 2014, both girls arrived in Panama and they had two weeks of just like pure holiday first. She's just like amazing. Some of the pictures of them, they're like in this mm. completely crystal clear blue water holding starfish. Oh my gosh. So jealous. Oh. And like drinking from actual fresh coconuts, which I am so excited for. Have you never done that? I've drunk from like the coconuts we get in our supermarket. Yeah, like the ones with the brown hair. Yeah, but not yeah, like an like... actual fresh coconut. Oh wow! When I went to Miami, there were loads. Of, like there were people on the beach I've front, never like been selling out those. Of Europe. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, God, yeah. To be fair, it, just, it was really nice. But the coconuts were so big that you, kind of by the halfway through, you're like, oh my god, I, I love can't drink this water. anymore. It just reminds me of um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. We're just like this being <laughs> the sea in her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See that? I think that's probably where I went wrong because I don't really like coconut water. It was more just that it was oh, kind of we're I on holiday it. and this is a <laughs> special thing. Let's say yes to these people with giant machetes offering us coconuts. Yeah. Don't say no to people yeah. with giant machetes. Yeah. um so they spent like two weeks like doing all of that and exploring the country before they then went uh to Boquete to stay with like their host family that was like hosting them for the volunteering part of their trip okay so they were they weren't in like a hostel or anything no they they lived lived with with... family oh nice so um they got to Boquete and they still had a few days of free time so they decided to like obviously like look at all the local sites, go on some mm-hmm. hikes and everything. Oh, it's just like ah. I love hiking so much. I do. I want to go do a walking holiday again. We're going to do so much hiking on our honeymoon. So we've got mm. like an actual two week tour around Costa Rica. That's so cool. Oh, I know. 
we can't see the whole of the country. Um, so they'd arranged a guided tour for the hiking trail that's um, called Sendero El Pianista, um, or the Pianist's Trail, for oh, yeah. my translation. Do you know why it's called that? What's it got to do with pianists? <laughs> I mean, that's a really awkward question. I know. That really that's a really is. strange I, I don't name. know. I, obviously, you know, English language I did not take at degree level. No. This did, that bit didn't that cross didn't my mind. didn't even, like, occur to you. <laughs> no. I was just like, that's the name of the train. I may not bring anything to the true crime, but I can bring some etymology. <laughs> to it's like we have closest here called Lady Garden. Oh, that's <laughs> bad. <laughs> Why? I was just like, it's just a name. They've given the train. Yeah. <laughs> so they were going to go and um, hike this trail on the 2nd mm-hmm. of April. And they'd like organised a guide to take them. Cool. Um, and it takes, it sounds amazing. It takes hikers through the rainforest, <sighs> around the Baru volcano. I'm mm-hmm. probably not said that right. <laughs> um, and leads to a place called El Mirador which translates to the overview. So uh, okay. it gives you 360 degrees views of the rainforest and it's like right pretty much wow. on the border of Costa Rica. Oh my gosh. It just looks stunning. It sounds incredible. Yeah. Like they're properly on like once in a lifetime trip. Yeah, literally. Well, sadly. Well, yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was worded That was poorly. badly. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Maybe but, moving on. <laughs> An absolutely stunning, amazing yeah. trip that they should have remembered for years and years to come. The meaning of my statement was that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So the forest that they walked through on this trip was called the Cloud Forest. Mm-hmm. That's because its elevation allows you to walk through the clouds. You literally walk through the clouds. Oh, wow. Which is just I'm so I'm going to be quite damp and um, soggy. <laughs> Like, you've got to have problems with, like... Mm, I don't know if my asthma would cope with that humidity. Well, Lisanne actually was having problems as well on the trip because she has asthma and she took her inhaler and she was really struggling at points with just, like, the humidity and stuff. Ooh, maybe not for me. what I'm, like, worried about Mm. in Costa Rica because I have asthma as well. And it's just, like, how am I going to cope with Mm. that level of humidity? Like yeah, I'm sure you'll be all right. I'm sure I'll be Do fine. you know what the percentage of humidity in the air is? There? It can be like up to like eighty something percent. Okay, I mean, I think in Miami it was like ninety something percent. Yeah. And to be fair, I did really struggle with that with my asthma, but yeah, I don't know if that was also just kind of anxiety yeah. mixed with it. I think was also a I large part. I should be fine as long as I don't yeah. have any soy. I, mean, I need got... to learn how to say allergic to soy in Spanish. Peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. But um. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you've got your inhaler and yeah, it'll just be different because mm. I've only ever been places with yeah. like a dry. Maybe heat. don't l- just learn how to say it. Write it on a card just That's in case you pronounce idea. it wrong, and it's like something else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hand them to that at every restaurant. <laughs> so yeah, this hike that they're on is meant to take between three and six hours. So sort of the quickest you can do it is mm-hmm. like an hour and a half if up like to the summit, yeah. and an hour and a half back. Wow. Sometimes it takes three hours up and then three hours back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about eight kilometers long, so but it's okay. like all uphill. I was going to say that's not too bad until you're then... coming down. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's described as beautiful but moderately difficult. Moderately difficult. Okay, yeah, which can vary a lot. I'm it guessing, really depending can. on who is. Yeah, considering that 
Troy and I last summer obviously did Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. And everything we, we read was like, basically, you can be practically unfit and find it easy. It's a really easy trail, etc, etc. So we were like, we are decently fit people yeah. we do martial arts we do weights we walk, walk all, all the, time the time with the dogs with the dogs like we are fit yeah. active healthy we should find it really easy <laughs> and dear lord it was just agony the whole time what? and i was crying and like what in was pain hard about and... it just the length of just... it or the ele- did it go up and it down it was so up and down so oh, we'd have nice. bits where it was like oh today is gonna be really easy it's like 15 miles and we've got all day to walk it yeah but it didn't take into account it was like 15 miles flat distance oh, not no. all the up and downy stuff so oh. we were doing like 25 miles some days of That's just like awful. up and down and wow it was crazy and then I had so many blisters on my feet so like literally yeah. every step was like agony every step, every step. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah so re- but we were like Everything we read said that this is like a simple, nice, walk. gentle, hike. yeah. That like older people, young people, I all mean, sorts old do. people are fine if they got their mobility scooters. Yeah, but that's when you have to go up and down as well, like as in like climbing basically oh, up. It's like they no. had some like little um, stone like kind of steps up oh. the sort of hillsides but in that way where there's sort horrible. of you're literally kind of like scrambling up and we had like our rucksacks on our backs that were like 16 kilos as well and it was like if I slip I'm just going backwards yeah so oh, no. <laughs> no, no. yeah I wouldn't say it was easy <laughs> so this one may not be either though, no but it's moderately difficult we'll take with that what that means mm-hmm. with a pinch of salt yeah. um and a lot of sources say a guide is recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would never go into like the rainforest just by myself. I know that's easy for me yeah. to say sitting in England. But I just, I think that's the thing. I'm I'd such be a so nervous terrified person. terrified of getting lost. Yeah. But a lot of people, because um, I looked it up on the internet and sort of reviews with people mm-hmm. that have walked it and stuff like that. And a lot of people walk it on their own and oh, say okay. it's not a problem. Um, you don't need a guide. Um, you just need yeah. GPS and this thing called okay. All Trails. Oh, right, yeah. I suppose if you're used to orienteering and yeah. hiking, like, uh, sort of seriously, yeah. then, yeah, you're going to be used to that sort of thing. Um, and we come on to it later, but the whole way of the trail, to be fair, it's, when you look into it more, in the case more, it's actually really quite well populated. Oh, okay. So even if you do end up getting lost, which some people have on these reviews mm-hmm. and stuff, you end up walking to the next sort of house and they turn you around and point you in the right direction. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, and I mean, there are photos when you look at it and I'm just like, I wouldn't know which bit's the path. Mm-hmm. But I, so I can see how looking at it why people think you can get lost yeah. on it but apparently from people that have actually walked it in reviews and stuff it's actually not that easy mm-hmm. to get lost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and like i said it's a circular route so you get up to the summit look around and mm-hmm. then come back down the way you went up oh, okay so you turn around and yeah retrace your steps yeah and there's even a warning sign at the summit, um, as well as a memorial now to christen this land. Aww. But the warning sign warns hikers to go no further, because beyond that point, it's just like steep terrain, canyons. Oh, and God. Like, 
yeah, it suddenly stops being like a nice hike. Yeah. So, but it is like a warning sign and everything. So, mm-hmm. so Chris and Sam had this guidebook to go and hike it on the 2nd mm-hmm. of April. But okay. then for some reason, on the 1st of April, they set off on the hike on their own without oh. a guide, apparently. I wonder why. Yeah. Maybe it was the sort of thing I think I'd sort of maybe do of like thinking, oh, we'll just go look around, but not. Yeah. aim to do the whole thing we're just going to go do a little bit of yeah. it and just see the general area which is odd and also like a lot of other tourists and people in the area remember them as being like really big advocates and like telling other people don't go off and do hikes oh on so they were really guides. like so they're safety really conscious. conscious about mm. that like if they heard <clears> someone <throat> talking about oh that hike looks good they would be like get make sure you get a guide for it yeah so it seems odd that they would go off and mm. they wouldn't do own. something like silly generally. yeah yeah mm. Um, and it's also believed though they didn't have a guide, but they did take their host family's dog called Azul oh. with them. <coughs> oh my so god, cute. Azul is a Azul. cute name. I know. Do we know what sort of dog it was? I think it was like no, it was like not a little one, like <laughs> yeah, a big proper one, like, dog, yeah, Alsatian oh, or something like that. That's so cute. Is the puppy dog okay? Yeah, the dog's okay, fine. Good. Okay, um, the that's dog, a really... yeah, the dog came back mm-hmm. um cool but sadly the girls didn't okay um so when they went off on the hike they were both like dressed really lightly like just like top shorts hiking boots mm-hmm. um and they left like shortly after having breakfast with two dutch guys that they'd made friends with okay they had made friends with them for a while and they okay so they weren't they like... had an alibi oh, yeah. they knew i was gonna them. say I was like, that's a bit yeah. dodgy yeah no it wasn't these guys mm-hmm. at all um and they packed like so they took like a camera their phones but a bottle of water but just like one bottle of water okay. and stuff like that so they weren't planning yeah, on yeah they're being not do- planning on doing late. the whole thing no. no um so they were planning on coming back obviously later but they didn't um when they didn't return that night um the host family noticed that azul had come home in the afternoon yeah. um so, but they weren't concerned. They just yeah. thought, okay, they're 21, they're 22. They're out having a drink, yeah. like, having a party somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not worried. They're adults. Well, yeah, exactly. They, they can yeah. sort of, if they want to stay out late, that's yeah. up to them. What good boy Azul is, though, coming oh. home. Like, that's so sweet. It really is. <laughs> um, so the next day, so the 2nd of April, when they were meant to be having their guided hike, um, mm-hmm. they obviously didn't show up for the book tour. Um, so at this, the tour guide that they'd booked was concerned and he spoke to the girl's host family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they obviously confirmed that Chris and Lisanne didn't return the previous day. So the authorities at that point were alerted because obviously now they've missed this hike. Yeah. And they didn't come home. So people are a bit like, okay, yeah, this they're isn't... missing things that they, yeah. would, they knew they had planned. Yeah. So it was reported to the National System of Civil Protection. Okay. Which is quite wordy. Not just like or the, like the police. police or something. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but they didn't initially think there was anything to worry about. So as we hear so often in cases, they're just like, mm-hmm. oh, they're adults. Yeah, they dismiss up. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh. But despite them sort of completely dismissing it, the locals around the area were concerned. So they actually organised ground searches um, on the 3rd oh, of April, like lovely. along the trail looking for the girls. All of the locals sound like such nice yeah, people. They like... really do. So oh. they, they um, the next day, 
second day, the third day, yeah, we're up and down looking around the trail mm-hmm. just trying to find the girls, yeah. which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, both Chris and Lisanne's parents were getting worried. Mm-hmm. Um, during... Also, they'd been notified. They hadn't been notified, mm. but during their trip, Chris and Lisanne had sent like daily text messages to oh, them. Oh, so they'd missed communicating. Yeah, they hadn't heard from oh. them since the 1st of April. I cannot imagine like your child or something like being that far away and just thinking yeah. something feels wrong, but I can't. can't. What can I yeah. do? Yeah. Oh, God. So they hadn't received anything from them at all. Obviously, couldn't get through to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the 6th of April, their families actually flew out to Panama and took some Dutch detectives with them. Oh, wow. Which, I don't know how you even go no. about doing that. Like, amazing. Yeah, well done them. Yeah. Um, and the Dutch detectives brought tracker dogs as well. Oh, oh all the dogs in this are such good dogs. Um, and the tracker dogs, like, they were meant to be able to detect scents for up to, that were up to nine days old. Wow. Which is amazing. Mm. So... Just again, I just don't know how how they got the authority and stuff to go out there, but props to them. Yeah. Um, so after ten days of all this searching, there weren't any signs still of Chris or Lisanne. Like, wow, none, no signs at all. Um, they even offered a thirty thousand dollar reward um, for any information oh, into their disappearance. What year was this? 2014 okay so it's a decent amount still a decent amount especially then when you like convert it to like obviously the local currency yeah exactly it should be a lot more yeah yeah. wow so sadly though there were no leads or signs of the girls at all for 10 weeks 10 weeks 10 weeks my god i thought you were gonna say 10 days and i was gonna be like shocked yeah 10 10 weeks went by um after 10 just nothing just nothing no sign at all. It's like they just vanished. Did I don't know if you might cover this or did anyone like I'm assuming they must have searched like all the way along that trail and to the end of it yeah. and back. So obviously you're gonna cover this, but I'm just so confused about how they can have just vanished. Yeah. Like there'd be no signs of them. Just gone. Off of the Yeah, like what sounds like a fairly easy trail. Fairly easy trail. And like not a really long one. Well traveled trail yeah. as well. Um, when people have gone back and hiked this trail and sort of followed in their footsteps or mm. sort of other tourists and even the locals, like you hike this trail and you meet multiple people going yeah. up and on their way back as well. Like so it's, it's not like it was a deserted area of no. the rainforest where you think there was nobody around. Exactly. That's so weird. It's really bizarre. But after so after these ten weeks they started just winding down the searches. Yeah, like, if you found what nothing. Can you do? Yeah. Um, as they were winding them down, though, a local woman found a blue backpack in a rice paddy along the banks of a nearby river. So this was on the 11th oh. of June now. Okay. Um, and they'd gone missing they'd the 1st of April. They'd gone missing on the 1st of April, and then this backpack was found on the 11th of June. Wow. Um, it turned out to belong to Lisanne. Okay. Um, so it was her backpack, and inside it, there was two pairs of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. There's yeah. two girls. <laughs> Digital camera. Okay. Two bras. Lisanne's passport, a water bottle, $83 in Panamanian currency, which is Balboa. Balboa? Is, yeah. Oh, that's a cool name for yeah. currency. I really like it. Um, and both Chris and Lisanne's mobile phones. I, now, everyone's saying it's like really odd that the bras were in. I was just about to say that, so I'm interested 
in why you sound like you aren't gonna say it's weird because like if I was going somewhere like that my first thought was like okay if I was like going swimming in a stream or something like that I may wear a bra in the morning Mm -hmm. and take a bikini top to change into especially if it's so humid Mm. see I suppose if it's really humid for me I'd probably just wear the bikini top and that'd be it like I wouldn't worry about a bra and but then I don't yeah. really, yeah, I don't. I mean, I probably would do as well, or just like mm. nothing with then a bikini top in my yeah. bag. But I don't know, it doesn't strike me either as maybe It's they... not so weird that you think, what the hell were they doing? Yeah, like I can see reasons why you would. Maybe yeah. you, it's gotten humid and uncomfortable. Mm. But equally, maybe, yeah, I know people who are kind of like very yeah. hygiene conscious and yeah. like worried about like about like smelling and they carry or used to carry like when we were teenagers like spare clothes like maybe a spare vest top something like that with them so yeah it's not unexplainable but I think the bit that's odder for me and that other people say is odd and agree as well is that when it was found the all the items inside the backpack were dry and neatly packed and the rucksack was also dry yeah and you said it was found in a rice paddy so they're really watery aren't they yeah and by the side of a river, and it had rained heavily like the last week or two mm. in that area. As well, yeah, well. if you're in a rainforest, like over yeah. ten weeks, exactly, it's, it's going to have rained a lot. Weeks. And if it's getting chucked about and moved about, yeah, and stuff, how does everything stay neatly folded? Like I go out for the day, and it does not stay neatly folded <laughs> no. in the backpack. <laughs> it's not neatly folded when I start. No. Like, <laughs> so but. that seems really odd. And the lady who discovered it, she was adamant that it wasn't there the day before. So if it had been washed up from Mm -hmm. the river or into the rice paddy because of all the water in the storms or whatever, it should be wet. Exactly. It should be. And also it's in like really good condition. And it's been out in the rainforest for 10 weeks. Yeah, that's not adding up. That really sounds so odd. It's so difficult because like if you were in that situation Mm. and you were their families, you'd like so that would feel like, oh, my God, they must. Be still be okay. okay or somewhere yeah but obviously because but... obviously they've been able to look after their backpack yeah exactly. they've been in for 10 weeks and... mm-hmm. but mm. obviously we know obviously that's we, not we do know that's yeah. not the case sadly spoiler yep. <laughs> so the backpack was found about five miles from the trail the women had been on mm-hmm. um and not that far then no but with all the up and downs and everything like mm-hmm. that, it was actually quite a hike away in time. Okay, sure. Like hours and hours hike away. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit like with your Hadrian's Wall thing. Yeah. <laughs> so because of this backpack being found, like all the new evidence and that, like it made people like want to go out searching again. There was like mm. that bit of hope again. Like, yeah. okay, we've found something. Let's find something. Yeah. yeah. So search crews and that were reorganised to search the local area mm-hmm. um, around where the backpack was discovered. So obviously they'd been searching around mm. the trail before. Yeah. So they they changed the focus of where they were if looking. If this to was be. 2014, it was sort of very recent. Mm. Did they try fingerprinting the bag or anything they like that? They did. There was about 15 different fingerprints on the bag. Okay. So not just that. Not just that. Like considerably more than just there's that. the people that found it. Yeah. Um, and also. Like, if they're staying at the host families and they're meeting yeah, people out and about. That's true. If they're travelling, yeah. yeah, different people are going to pick it up. And, it's going to have been yeah. picked up at but the airports. Again, and... 
if it's been out in the rain, etc., for ten Those weeks, should have deteriorated. But, yeah, there shouldn't be the fingerprints on there. No, anymore. exactly. So yeah, they did find them on it, but they didn't yeah. get anywhere with that, sadly. Mm. Um, and so the searches around the area led to the discovery of some in Chris and the Sands Clydes. Okay, um, about a fourteen-hour walk away from where the bag was. From from where they were last known to be on the trail and then mm-hmm. it was like hours walk away from the backpack as well like it was really dispersed oh through God. the jungle that's so weird so i know you've had the case mm. before and like one of the things yeah. that always sticks out as being really weird is yeah. i'm sure you've heard it where um they found chris's shorts and yeah, they're apparently like, neatly folded mm. That's always really like stuck with me it, about the case. Yeah, yeah, and that would make it a lot more bizarre. Mm-hmm. But recent updates into this case oh. have sort of been released, sort of by from officials and from talking mm-hmm. to the locals and stuff like that. And they weren't, they apparently weren't actually found neatly oh, folded. Okay. They were found caught um, on a tree, like on a tree branch that was in a waterfall and partly submerged in the river. So kind of the exact opposite of neatly folded yeah, on a rock. Exactly. What the fuck? I think it's like one of those urban myth type situations, yeah. isn't it? Where like people add like in like yeah. more sort of bizarre things to the story to make it more of like a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so I mean, annoying isn't the right word. This is just a tragic case. Yeah. But that's so like irritating that that's been such a sort of focus of like why was it like that and that sort of wasted energy yeah exactly (laughs) and so they were found on this tree branch they actually were in like really bad condition they had holes in them that looked like um from possibly like falling or stuff like that and weirdly enough i saw a picture of them and i own like pretty much the exact same pair of shorts don't pack them for your honeymoon. They're like from, you know, the divided ones from like H&M. Oh, and yeah. Like blue, like proper mm. like booty short jeans. Oh, my God. I've got some of them as well. Yeah. Oh, God. Just, yeah. No way. So, I saw those and I was just like really eerie. It's yeah. just like... Also, they're the sorts of things that they're not going to come off very easily. No. Either. No, because like, they are proper... They're like tight. Like booty shorts. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Exactly. Like, and how would they like there's not something where it's like it's gonna get snagged and you're gonna just sort come of, off. Yeah. No. Like so how did they even get caught? Exactly. On the so it's tree? it is still bizarre what happened. Mm. Definitely. Almost weirder. Yeah. Because you could almost say, Oh, maybe they folded the shorts up to have a swim and then something happened. But yeah. that is like that also no, points the shorts to are somehow bad. off of them, but there's no remains or anything mm. else in the shorts, which is oh. really odd. So they found that, and so they obviously continued searching the local area because mm-hmm. now they're starting to find stuff. Yeah. Um, and over the next few weeks, they found a hiking boot with a foot still inside it. That's oh, the one God. that my middle child it's was obsessed like... with. <laughs> yeah. You can't, to be fair, you can't see anything in the picture. It's not a gore picture. It is just, you can see is the hiking boot, boot yeah. with a sock sticking out of it. Okay. It's not, <laughs> it's not that gruesome. Yeah. I mean, it is, but, it, but not the picture. Yeah. yeah. God, that's so. Yeah. Do we know how the foot? Yeah. In terms of how it was removed from the body, was it cut? Was it snapped? Do they don't know? know. There was no signs of like damage to the foot. It was mm-hmm. quite 
clean okay sort of because where it had come away from the mm, body okay because was it like a skeletal foot or was it sort of no flesh there was still flesh with hers Ooh. they even at some point found it I've, I've not found any more of a description apart mm. from this which is a rolled up ball of flesh what the what does that mean yeah the f- that looked like it had been like handled like done by a person like had been a rolled up ball of flesh yeah i can't even I, I visualize can't visualize what it or picture it or what they're meaning no. or the size and i don't think i even or... want to like what the fuck i did try and look into mm. it more but it's never described as more than yeah. that where did they find it um, um along the river somewhere like with other so it's literally just like out on in the yeah. in the open just... yes but but roll... and again that would but 10 weeks, 11 weeks, 12 weeks later, that's going to have been eaten or something. Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. None of their bones or mm. remains showed any sort of signs of animals mm. or anything like that. So I feel like I've got kind of like theories, but I'm going to save them until I know okay. what's going on. Sounds good. <laughs> so I don't want to sound stupid <laughs> <laughs> or mess up you being like, well, actually. That was my I, theory. Yeah, Damn it. I was going to say that. <laughs> So the hiking boot um, with the foot in it, that was Lysanne's. Mm-hmm. They also found a partial bit of hip bone, which was Chris's. How do you get a partial bit of hip bone? You'd find, like, if they just died out in the wilderness, you'd find yeah, no, their is, hip. Yeah, like, a bit that had been broken. Mm. Um, they then found 33 other bone fragments. So they found a bit of a rib that was um, Chris's. Mm. Uh, but then the rest of it... So 32 other bone fragments mm-hmm. were Lysanne's. So and again, they, that's not... They only found two bits that were Chris's. Yeah. And 33 two. bits that were Lysanne's once you add in the foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, only two of Chris's. Yeah. Now, that the, the bones were scattered, as I said, like all through the jungle. Like mm. some of them were kilometres away from each well, other. And I'm assuming... Were these in some of these in places where they had looked? Because they did a really extensive search from the south. They of did, it. but no, this was like further into okay. the jungle, following sure. the way the sure. river so goes. It's not like the rucksack, where it's like, well, no. that wasn't there before. No. Okay. Um. So yeah, some were kilometers away. Others were found like clustered together on the same bit of riverbank. Mm-hmm. And there were really noticeable differences between the condition of Chris's two bones and the son's. Really? Okay. So the son's bone fragments, like, as I said, there were a lot more of them Mm -hmm. and they seem to have decayed and decomposed naturally Mm. as pathologists described, like there was still some skin on them. There was still decomposing flesh on her foot and other bits of her. That really freaks me out. Bits of her bones. The idea of like a, fleshy foot is worse yeah. than just thinking it's skeleton. a skeleton yeah Ooh. um they found maggots and like she was like nice. but she was decomposing yeah. naturally and experts say that her remains are in a state that they'd expect 10 weeks after death in the environment they okay were in. i still don't get the fragments no. side of it but but you could the sort state of, say she, of she died of, yeah yeah Mm. So yeah, the state of hers and the sort of state, the stage of decomposition yeah, was more natural, more natural, a lot more natural than Chris's. Chris's bones, so the hip and the rib one, mm-hmm. they had no skin or flesh left on them at all. Okay, none. Um, and her bones appeared to have been bleached. Right. 
That's something that doesn't naturally happen. Not in like a rainforest. No, exactly. It happens like yeah, if you're in the desert, sun, yeah. in the desert and stuff. But this is the rainforest. Mm. Apparently, from them being like submerged in water and stuff like this. Right. Okay. Um. So they did tests on them later, which mm-hmm. indicated Good. that there were traces of like phosphorus on the bones. Oh, so they'd been like artificially bleached. Yeah. So the the phosphorus is consistent with lime being used on the bones. Okay, which is a method that drug cartels use. Yeah. I was going to say, that's something that, like, organised crime uses. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Okay. Yeah. See, this is interesting. This is... It's sort of in the direction of what I was thinking, but a little bit off to the left. Okay. We'll we'll have to see. Compare Mm. theories at the end. Yeah. I've I've got a theory. Oh, right. but you're probably going to do this as a two-parter, aren't you? Uh, so we're going to have to wait. Oh, I'm gonna uh, have, I'll have a whole like week to think about my theories a bit. <laughs> Stew yeah. over like waiting to find <laughs> out. We'll, we'll see. It depends how long it goes. I, I'm thinking two two slightly shorter episodes. Yeah. yeah one in a This one's parter. getting on a bit already. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be quiet and actually let you carry on. No. <laughs> okay, so try and work out what happened to Chris in the sand Ooh. which is tough going I think I know I just said I was going to shut up but <laughs> I, I think this is one of those cases where you know kind of like people you know sometimes people say like if you could have one case that you would like Once if you solved. could you could find out what happened yeah. I think this is one of those ones I'd say I just need to know what that would happened. be high up on my list I'd yeah that's not happening this one I'd love to know what happened at the Dilatov Pass one. I've heard yes. that one. That oh, yeah. We'll do that one later mm-hmm. as well. And the other one that really, really is for me is, oh, what's that one with the kid who was driving home and got stuck and called his parents and they he was in a totally oh, different yeah. place? I can't think what his name was. No, I can't remember. I'm awful with names. Mm. I'm going to let you problem. carry on with that and I'm going to try and find the name. Find it. <laughs> okay, so... April the 1st, the day that both women set out on their fateful hike, both phones had been used to try and call 112. Mm-hmm. Is that the police? That is the sort of, yeah. Dutch internet, like the Dutch emergency number. Oh. But if you call it, like if you call 911 over here, it would still go through Does to it the really? emergency services. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's kind of useful to know, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> so if we were in like America yeah. and called 999, would that It should connect? still go through. There is oh, like right. this what would you call it like cooperation like amongst mm-hmm. the countries and that that's so really the emergency good. service calls still go through yeah so yeah it's like nine one one um mm-hmm. and they did also then try and call nine one one later as oh. well um the first so proof that something's not right exactly like, they're there trying was a, to yeah call they them. were aware that something was going wrong yeah oh i um, sort of feel like that's I don't know, that just makes me feel so, like, sad for them. Like, yeah. that's almost worse than them not knowing what was going to happen. If something was going to happen to me, I think I'd rather it be completely quick and me totally unaware. Yeah. Like, knowing that something's going wrong and having to try mm. and deal with that and, like, no. Yeah. I just, I just want it over if something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Brandon Swanson, that's the kid ah, who... Yes. Um, it was, I have to do that one, one time. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so 
first attempted call to which was to 112 mm-hmm. was at 4 39 p.m so okay. they got to the summit photo show they got to the summit oh about, so they got all the way yeah. to the end oh and they got there about 1 30 i think that's weird as well considering that they kind of went out with not many supplies, just one mm. bottle of water. I'm surprised that they did go to the end of it. I assume yeah. they weren't trying to. Yeah, no, there's pictures of them at the summit. Mm. So, which is interesting. Yeah. So, over the next couple of days, so up to the 3rd of April, mm-hmm. um, they tried to call for help, like to 911 and 112, mm. um, another seven times. God. I knew that they were alive at least for yeah. days. Oh. Which doesn't seem like a lot, though. Seven no, times seven times in three days. Three days. Which brings up questions about yeah. access to their phones. If that and things was like me, that. I'd be trying mm. so often. Yeah. And I know you can say about being worried about the battery running down and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But if I'm trying, if I'm lost in the jungle and something's happened yeah. i'm not thinking about surviving for days i'm thinking about getting help yeah as immediately soon as possible. yeah i'm interested by because obviously they were 2021 aren't they uh 21 and 22 21 22 they were obviously highly intelligent girls yeah um it doesn't feel i don't know it feels weird to me that they rang the dutch emergency services I think I like maybe it... if you're panicked, True. That, mm. it's like me when we're yeah. talking about that case the other week and I'm mm. like, oh yeah, ring 999, even yeah. though it's an American case. Yeah, your brain just clicks yeah. to what you know. It's yeah. what you've heard, isn't it, since you were like, yay, hi. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gesturing at the floor here. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, you're still pretty much that high. <laughs> so... Yeah, so they got to the summit They yeah. and then... Yeah, over three days, seven. Only seven times. Phone calls. Which doesn't seem no a lot. Like mm. I know I'm awful, but if I'm waiting for a text, mm. I'm checking my phone every few seconds. Yeah. This is really creating like a theory for me. I'm oh I've got a theory. Do you remember that song from Buffy? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you remember did you watch the musical episode of Buffy? <sighs> like once? And you've got Anya and she's about the bunnies i've got a theory oh the it might be bunny bunny song yes. yeah okay. <laughs> every time someone says i've got a theory that's what's going through my head <laughs> uh, so um it's the same with me with like if people talk about like getting down to business i'm like general shang let's yes, get, get down to business let's just get down to business yeah um so yeah phone was turned off and then like turned back on between the 3rd of April and mm-hmm. the 11th of April so okay. after these initial seven phone calls and it was just like turned on to check the signal turned off again okay. and that was done another 77 times 77 which sounds a lot I it knew does. you were going to say that it does <laughs> sound a lot because that was I fell into your reaction. trap <laughs> <laughs> but that's just under 10 times a day True, yeah. And there's 24 hours in a day. Mm. Yeah, that's true. So that's like... But I just thought... That's less than once every Mm. two hours. I mean, my... I don't know what phone they had. I don't know if you know what phone they had. A Galaxy and an iPhone. So I was going to say, iPhone, (laughs) I owned iPhones. You could probably turn that off and on like five times and the battery would have died really not the batteries on them are shit the galaxy one Mm. like uh, it wasn't too bad like the galaxies i've had the samsung galaxies but 
I don't know, again, that's over the course of seven yeah, days. Yeah, that they're doing it just a few times exactly. a day. Exactly. Why are you not... Again, I'm not saying that they weren't, but me in that situation, I would be desperately checking that phone to mm. try and get help. Yeah. Like... As I said, like you can be worried that the battery is it going to last? I've got to conserve the battery and looking at the long game. Mm. But why, when you need help there and yeah. then, are I you would thinking be, about mm. a week in the future? Because I would be sort of thinking if I'm waiting that long. Again, this is just totally speculation of what I would do. I would be thinking I'm not going to be alive much further into the future exactly. if I don't get help. So it doesn't matter if cause, yeah, you need help now. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, and also, I know with my phone, when it's, t- like, I've turned it off and I've turned it back on, it doesn't connect to signal as soon as I've turned it back yeah, on. Yeah, no. Like, you need to leave it on a bit sometimes mm. for it to get that signal. And, and it- sometimes turning it off and on uses more energy than just keeping it on, but, like, completely sort of... Not like, using Yeah, it. not using it. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, like sometimes like we're in the country here mm. and we go on hikes and walks around here and I know I've had my phone out like you know wanting to send a text and stuff like that and the signal even in East Anglia which is like as flat as it comes yeah is patchy as hell and mm-hmm. sometimes like if you're holding your phone you can walk a foot to the left and have signal yeah. and a foot to the right oh my and god you don't. yeah um, I remember living in the house that mum me and our brother lived in for like six months when yeah. we were in between buying houses and literally you would have to like hold the phone like above your head to send a text but yeah. like holding it in front of you nothing exactly yeah. so if you're wanting to get signal to call emergency services and you're in a place that would have such patchy signal like a jungle i don't see how turning it off and on again seven times ten times a day Mm. is going to help yeah you're going to want to be holding that up above your head checking it as you're walking around Mm -hmm. yeah that's my view anyway because i think that would give you a much better chance of getting through to someone (laughs) now on the 5th of april Mm -hmm. um so five days before um there stopped being any sort of mobile phone activity mm-hmm. Lisanne's phone stopped being turned on at this okay. point so they think that <clears throat> that just completely ran out of battery yeah. at that point I think Lisanne's phone is probably the iPhone mm-hmm. probably and yeah Chris's one that lasted longer is probably yeah. Samsung Galaxy from what I'm you guessing said. yeah also to be fair yeah if you're thinking about that if you've got two phones wouldn't you switch one off totally and just use one until exactly. the battery is dead and then, then use the next one yeah right I would do that. Maybe I'm totally wrong and I would very swiftly die if I was in a survival Unless situation. Unless you're not together. Unless you're not, yeah. But then the phones end up together. They do. Oh, this is so frustrating and I know we don't ever know properly and it's driving me mad already. So, as I said, 5th of April, Lisanne's phone stops being turned mm-hmm. on, um, which is weird. Chris's phone is the one that then they start turning on and off again in this really weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened from, as I said, the 5th until the 11th. They were just using her phone. Yeah. It's a long battery on these phones. Yeah. But I suppose they're only turning on a few times a yeah. day, which again, I True, find yeah. odd. <laughs> so from the 5th onwards, so from mm-hmm. when Lisanne's phone stops working and mm-hmm. never works again, the correct pin for Chris's phone mm-hmm. was never entered again. Huh. It had been entered correctly 
every time they've turned it on up, up until, until the 5th. And from that point on, Lasanne's phone stops being turned on, stops working, and Chris's one never has the correct right. entered again. Yeah, that's weird. That is very weird, isn't it? Mm. And I quite like that as a cliffhanger for stopping for this part. No, really? Yeah. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's... No. <laughs> I, I think that is a good end to part one. I disagree. <laughs> it never gets... Oh, no, never. Never the has the same pin. pin, the again, pin. Despite being turned back on 77 more times. So that was turned on 77 more times without the correct pin. Yeah. Even though every time it had been turned on prior to that point, they had entered the correct pin. What? Oh, this now, is... Now, yeah. very quickly, <laughs> make for one, one final point. <laughs> Obviously, people say that, well, perhaps they were injured and mm-hmm. Sam didn't know Chris's yeah, pin number. Yeah, I was wondering that. But if you've been out in the jungle for five days and you're relying on your mobile phones and you're good friends like that, you would mm-hmm. share your pin numbers. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, I know my I know Esther's pin number for her phone anyway. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah. I don't know my friend's pin numbers, but if I was in that situation Yeah, you'd tell each other. You'd yeah. Hope. I'd maybe Harry Potter it into my hands. So yeah. I didn't forget it. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but no, you you'd share that. Exactly. <laughs> so join us next week. Yeah. For part, part two. two. Oh my god. I, well. <laughs> you're all going to be as frustrated as Becca yep. is right now like I'm not sure I'm going to make it to part two <laughs> without her pinning me down to get the information yeah. that's the thing I just want to like research it but I know I mustn't no so because that's just going to ruin it but <laughs> oh my god it's even more frustrating hearing it this time around yeah so. <laughs> oh. well, see you next week enjoy guys. your week bye, bye.